Ooh, okay. Well, okay. Hold on, hold on. Well, I was going to set it up saying okay, the next part of our program is taking a, a piece of paper and a pen of your choice, and we're going to make a little list. So go ahead and get yourself a paper and pen. Okay, so on this paper, on this paper we'll go a, a few bits and pieces of information. This is kind of your ideation worksheet. Your podcast will need a name for the whole epic podcast, but that's going to be like the last thing you write down, probably. What you need is you need kind of a general idea, and then you need to start putting a list of some episodes. Now, um, sometimes uh, you come up with too many ideas because you have a few diverse interests because you're all very interdisciplinary, right? You have, oh, perhaps I would like to do a show about this topic, this topic, or this topic. Sometimes they don't really cross over. Like in the case I mentioned, spoke, I do a spoken word literature one, a hockey one, and like a counterculture, a hijinks one. And they don't really have much crossover in the audience, right? The people who are wanting to listen to uh, me read Henry David Thoreau are very different than the people who want, want to hear me talking about the Canucks or something, right? So they don't really cross over. So in that case, they're better off separated. And then sometimes I come up with an idea where hmm, it doesn't really fit in that show and it doesn't really fit in that show, but rather than creating a whole new series, I'll just make a little mini-series within uh, the series. An example of this um, is on my, my the literature one is called Postcards from Gravely Beach, and I had this notion a, a couple of years ago for Remembrance Day, which is coming up this Wednesday. It's it's perhaps with that and Halloween got to be my two favorite holidays. Um, uh, I had this kind of special series, but it didn't really fit in my normal flow of things. I said, well, shit, I'm, I'm <clears throat> there's no rules to any of this. I can make a little series within a series. So don't be afraid to uh, branch out your thing. So on this paper, come up with a little short description about what your show might be about. You can even start with some tags, like just some keywords about what it is that you're talking about. Like in my case, it would be literature, eclectic music, you know, um, his there's a little bit of history, there's a little bit of, you know, uh, kind of biography in it. So you can kind of start thinking in terms of that way. Or um, start in terms of kind of the big picture, like you want to do something about slasher films. Well, what about slasher films you want to address? Slasher films and the people who make them? Slasher films and the f reactions to fans? What's that? Slasher films. The history of slasher films? So that's a great topic. And right away you can think about, well, do you want to organize your topics by, here are the best horror films from the 19th, decade of the 1950s? Or do you want to do little vignettes on certain films? Or maybe it's based on series. This episode is all about the Friday the 13th series. Or... How does that work? So spend a few minutes, and I'll go around and, and help you come up with these things. I don't want this to be difficult for it, but I would say start with writing down something that you're passionately interested about, that you can run your mouth about um, for quite some time, and that you know more about than most of your friends do. Yeah? Okay. And I shall assist you. You've already got a good idea. The slasher films, so you write it down, and everyone will see you writing it down, and they will be inspired and say, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> mourning the loss of a specific pen? Yeah. That's horrible. It's actually not mine. I know, I, I went like this when he picked it up, and then I realized I'd made a scene. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alright, who's got an idea? What do you know about? What is your areas of expertise? Or as Napoleon Dynamite would say, what are your skills? 
I don't really have any areas of expertise, but I have things that I'm interested in. Good. What are they? Well, filmmaking is like films, movies, film, movies, movies, things, movies. Now, movies and films, that's a huge topic. So what's your, what's, your, uh, what's your niche in films that you're particularly interested in? What is it? Do you like old films? Do you like new films? Do you like crappy films? Do you like cheap films? All films. All films. I like all films. I'm not going like, to lump it down to anything. Except like for Michael Bay. Except for Michael Bay. That's a good there you go. Now we're, getting, now we're getting somewhere. All films except for Michael Bay. <laughs> And I didn't, everyone would make fun of Michael Bay, right? And then I, this summer I went to, because I really like going to drive-ins, right? So I was like, oh, I'll go to the drive-in with my brothers and my kid. And we load up, we go out to the drive-in out in Langley. I'm like, oh yeah, how bad can it really be? Holy, man, that's some bad filmmaking. I'm like, I still like, I spent the whole movie trying to figure out which robots were the good robots and which ones were the bad robots. And then my eyes were all bugged out because stuff kept on exploding. And then the whole thing, the kid dies and he goes up to heaven, the heaven of robots. You have been a good human. We will let you dwell. What? <laughs> Come on, man. There you go. There's your podcast. He's your guest. <laughs> there you go. All right. So there's your title. All films except Michael Bay. All right. Who else has a topic that they're interested in that I can inspire you? I don't know. I don't feel particularly knowledgeable. How about that. naming some of the sort of podcasts that are out there right now that people are doing? You know, like smart. Generally, um, iTunes Music Store is a great place to, to, to start looking for them. But basically, if you can name a topic, someone's out there doing something. People are into um, indie rock bands, and their shows doing nothing but interviewing indie rock bands. My good buddy John here in town does a show called Radio Zoom, and it was about his experience moving from Iowa to Vancouver to, you know, where he... And it was kind of like this personal audio diary of all the stuff he was discovering about Vancouver. And then he'd go on little out-and-about trips of, well, here I am at Granville Island Market. Well, me and my wife today, we're going up this Grass Mountain Sky Chair lift thing, whatever, that, that they charge all the money for. Or maybe it's um, you're interested in, uh, there's a country that you're interested in, you've been traveling to, um, that you know more about than most people. Or, you know, there's a huge, um, one of the first times I did one of these kind of lectures, I was on a panel um, with a couple other folks. And, uh, and one of the panelists um, starts in and she's like, um, well, I got a, a podcast about knitting. I'm like, knitting? <laughs> oh, yeah, like anyone's listening to that. Holy crap. There's a knitting cartel out there on the Internet. There's a massive audience. And I think she does it like a knitting blog and podcast, like full-time for a job now. Yarnageddon? Which <laughs> yeah. a gr that's a great name for a podcast, yeah, no, too. No, I there you go. <laughs> Bam! Look at this. Look at these relevant examples I'm coming. Back pocket. Uh, so uh, um, that's a good one. Um, you know, photography um, is, is a great topic when we get, uh, because with podcasts you can do a, a little bit of magic um, with a different audio format where you can insert images along with the podcast and people can be looking at the thing on the screen or their iPod or whatever and at certain cues throughout the show the photo changes. So you can be responding, reacting to photos. Maybe it's something about you want to explore the lives of historical photographers. Today we're talking about Ansel Adams. Next week, Diane Arbus. You know, bam, back pocket right there. You see that? Good one, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, uh, hmm, I don't see anyone writing so I'm getting a little bit concerned. Okay, good. And what about Japan? Japan, Canada? Um, well, I'm from Japan. Mm -hmm. So um, I figure, like, I don't know. Nihongo wa? Nihongo shite ya? 
。どこに行かれてますか。京都。あ,あ、そうだ。どうもありがとう、ミスターロバート。But、go on. So,、um, yeah, so I'm from Japan. So, I don't know, there's just like just things, differences, com- well, usually not commonalities, but <laughs> differences I notice in like culture, philosophy. Yeah, that's, to me, that's a great topic because I have some interest in that. And so, I would totally be your first subscriber on that. And I'll tell you my three things I miss most about Japan from my time there beer vending machines is definitely the first. I mean, <laughs> it was like, it was. It was like,、uh, it was like uh, you know, the sights of heaven being revealed to me on every single street corner. You mean I just put money in there and a beer cup? Holy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can get pretty much anything from a vending machine.、Um, but I stuck, to, I stuck to the beer from vending machines. And then you'll, you'll have like a, a barrage, like a bank of like 20 vending machines with canned coffee in them. And, it's, and they're all exactly the same. And then one day, suddenly they all switch from hot coffee, scalding hot coffee, to cold coffee. And someone goes around and changes those one magical day. It's true. And there's one magical day where like the heat goes on. In、yeah. the, the trains, and no matter how cold it is before that, won't go on before that day. No matter how hot it is, won't, the cooling won't go on. <laughs> yeah, see, this is a killer topic. And you already have three episodes laid out. Oh, see, the other thing、um, is kotatsu. There's these kind of tables. Like, you'll have, like, when you're sitting around the front room, instead of sitting on chairs, you'll sit on a tatami mat. And then you'll have like a little low table that everyone sits around for watching telly or whatever. But it's got a blanket over it, and then there's a heater underneath the table. Right?、And、it sounds bizarre, except holy smokes, you sit on this thing, you get all warm and toasty. It's like instantly put you to sleep. They're the most amazing things. Yeah. And then the third one is, is onsen, hot springs. Hot springs everywhere in Japan. And, and I love hot springs. I love sitting outside. It's like the perfect Japanese moment is sitting in an outdoor hot spring along a river. The snow's falling, the moon's up there. It's like you can see why they wrote haiku in Japan. So that's a great topic. Come up with a name for it, write down some episodes. Ooh, you've got something. What do you got? No, it's, I'm just trying to figure out what I would actually do something about. Well, hit me with an idea. Knitting? Knitting? I just started, really. I don't well, good. That's a, great time to, that's a great time to do it if you're just starting with something. It's like my journey as a knitter, like、uh, how I find my yarn. Like,、uh, you know, people obsess about, really, people are hugely into tracking down yarn. Finding remnants of yarn, going, and then some people go right to the farms, get directly from the sheep, <laughs> spin it themselves. There's all sorts、now、of different nuance from that. Yeah, I've started spinning too.、So. Well, there you go. Right, and remember some of these things, if you feel that they lend themselves better to video, you can, you know, you can even set up a tripod and a camera and make these video casts. And all the stuff I'll tell you about, like the publishing these things, it's the exact same process for video as it is for audio. You know, so, if you find that that's better for you, that's a great way to do it. But also, the enhanced podcast would be a good thing for that. Well, I'm working on this project, and if you look on your screen now, bam, there's a picture of it. Instead of getting my cowish and sweater made in China, I've decided to knit my own <laughs> with Olympic rings all over it just to see if they'll give me a takedown notice. All right? Does it give you a little something to work with? What do you got? I've written my name down. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're s t a n d i n g So, or, you know, don't, don't think of it as it's something that has to be like a definitive thing that defines you. Like the, what, the example I mentioned about the,、um, the Remembrance Day special, how that happened,、um, my older brother. 
um, got this notion in his head to join the U.S. Navy just as the, uh, the incident, the, the non-war that's going on in Iraq started. And I was like, wow, what do you think? He called me up and he's like, I've joined the Navy. And I'm like, Canada has a Navy? And he's like, no, no, the U.S. Navy. An and I'm a, you know, an engineer and I'm shipping out to Iraq. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? And I was just like, so, you know, really made it all very pertinent and immediate to, to me. And I, I go down to... Uh, a Remembrance Day ceremony, and I got there too late because I'm kind of a slacker. But I, um, but uh, I'd take I'd taken a bunch of books with me, um, you know, to sort of I had this idea that I might record something. So I sat in Victory Park by myself, and I read a whole series of different um, works, literature works related to all these different concepts around uh, peace and and reconciliation and human rights. You know, it ranged from the UN Declaration of Human Rights to um, uh, you know, to Gandhi, to, and, you know, everything in between. And then I took it home, put some music underneath it. A few people sort of wandered up to me while I was doing it and like, what you doing? And I'm like, engaged them and like, so what do you think? Bam, microphone. And then it became a cool little like uh, six or eight part series. And so it was kind of cathartic for me because I was stressing out about him. You know, every time I hear about a Blackhawk helicopter goes down, I was like, oh, that's him. You know, so it was uh, just kind of like a little mini series within that. So you don't have to think of it in a, as a huge global changing thing. And I'm doing another one right now that I'm in the midst of, another kind of series idea. Um, do, any, do any of you remember the, hearing about the, the, the logging blockades on the Clackwood Sound in 1993? It was a big deal in, in Canada and there was these blockades and, okay, one, you remember, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was there on the blockade lines in 1993 and you get up at five o'clock every morning, they'd take you out to these blockade lines and you'd stand in front of these logging trucks and then the the cops would come and arrest people and haul them away and all this kind of stuff and and it was a big deal at the time it was all over the news and everything and then years later i went back there in 06 and started recording like my thoughts and impressions and my recollections from that time and started comparing and contrasting with how the area is now out there in tofino and and has the area really been saved i think my conclusion was no um but it was again sort of a little mini series that sort of lives it on its own little thing Yes. No, 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 speak. Speak freely. I'm off topic. My brain does that. Okay. What do you got on your sheet here? Um, I've got two ideas. One, sort of like the history of transportation. It's not really something that I'm really, um, I don't really know tons about it, but I was, I'm interested in, I guess, like public transit and then thinking about other ways we might transport, transport yeah, <laughs> ourselves transport. in the future and then, you know, how, like, there's electric. Um, I think we're going to start using horses. Horses again? <laughs> I think this is a great topic too, and one that I'm 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 really interested in. Obviously, since I mentioned transit so many times, um, and, and it also stems from Expo. The theme of Expo '86 was transportation, you know. And they had all these exhibits about all these different forms of transportation. They're like, oh yeah, five years from now we'll be all. Jeez, turns out five years really means fifty in the real human course of endeavors. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea, especially um, comparing and contrasting the way people get around in different countries. They're really bought into public transit, like especially European countries where, or Japan, you know, just... Transit is one of my topics right now. Nice, yeah. You've, you've influenced everyone. <laughs> nice. The other thing I was thinking about was religion, because, like, mm -hmm. I don't really have a strong religion, but I have, like, I guess personal beliefs, and I was kind of thinking about how different religions really have the same goal and have the same to believe in, even though people end up having wars about it. <laughs> so it's not really yep. that informed, but it's just sort of 
No, I think those are two stellar topics. And you know, with the religion, I, I had a book um, that kind of compared and contrasted the, the critical bits of you know, six or eight different world, major world religions. And really when it comes down to it, everyone is just like, got some dude that they're paying attention to. But when you distill all this stuff, they're all saying, be nice to one another. And that's the one thing that most religions don't actually manage to do, you know, with, with really <laughs> very few exceptions, except for those dang Amish. Yeah. <laughs> Still nothing? Uh, no, I have an idea, but yeah. Hit me. Well, I'm moving to military history, so. Ah. That's a, a very good that's, topic. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Um, you know, there's, I think the, 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 the thing that comes to me immediately about that is that the more you learn about military history, the more you realize that there's all these stories that weren't told especially from the point of view of the people who are actually there on the ground, right? And I saw something on National Geographic telly a few weeks ago where it was uh, a documentary series about World War II, um, but usually, you know, the war docs, it's like archival footage and then talking heads, you know, kind of putting it in context. Whoa, I was there. But this was all made from people's home movies during World War II, and, and um, Hitler's mistress had like a little Super 8 cam, and she was up there at the eagle's nest, you know, Hitler hanging out on his, on his day off, you know, playing with the dogs, the children's there. And she's like, giddy, 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 with her Super 8. And I was like, wow. And then, and then um, there's all these, um, you know, peop- just regular folks um, in England during, like, the, the bombings. And they're, like, um, filming, you know, oh, Rose, run over there and play on that unexploded bomb. I'll film it. Giddy, 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 giddy. And it's like all this stuff. And somehow it survived. Uh, and another neat story, um, have you seen that movie, The Great Escape? Yeah, it's a great movie. And then I, uh, it was one of my faves, and I saw a documentary that the story behind The Great Escape. It turned out that the Canadians were the ones doing all the work. It was a totally Canadian idea. I, I heard that. I was at the, um, Canadian, the Canadian Museum of War in um, Ottawa this summer. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember it had that, yeah. I think that would be a good one there too. And the whole Steve McQueen character, they were like, he was a last minute add on. Oh, we need like a hotshot American who will ride a motorcycle. That's what the kids will like. That will sell this movie. Because, you know, the whole triumph of human misery and escape, that's not quite enough. We need a dude on a motorcycle with a cool leather jacket. Can we get the Fonz? Oh, no. How about Steve McQueen? He'll do. So, write something down. Because I think that's a great idea. That's something that I would totally subscribe to too. All right. Over here. What do you got? Stuff about knives. Originally it was food, but the first two things I put down were knives and mandolins. So it's all cutting stuff. So Nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and the, you know, you could be you could do a little joint episode with the Japan one where you talk about uh, samurai swords. Yeah. Yeah, the hammering the steel. Or Japanese chef's knives. Oh yeah. yeah. This thing they're really popular these days. Like yep. I worked as a mushroom farmer up in the hills of Japan a um, hundred years ago, and um, when I left that job, and it was a it was it was a dismal job, and you know it was like uh, I was they hired me to be kind of like the um, <clears throat> the tall tough farm laborer, right? <laughs> and I'm, I don't lift anything heavier than a laptop usually, and and you know at a whopping five foot nine, I was the tallest one there at the little. I worked with these. Uh, 70-year-old ladies that were about this tall, and I did, oh, I'll get that off the top shelf for you. Look at me. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but I pilfered this, uh, this old bamboo cutting kind of sickle thing from there just because the workmanship was so cool and it looked like it was hundreds of years old, and I still uh, 
I still have it. I ended up um, kind of beating the crap out of it because I'd take it with me uh, camping to split up kindling, you know, but I'm using like this antique thing. It doesn't even have a proper handle on it. They just sort of wrap up the end of it with like this kind of ropey kind of stuff. Wow. Um, but you got a topic there. Good. Keep writing them down. What do you got? Uh, primarily music, I think. Great. What about music? Uh, music, songwriting. That's what I do. Oh, yeah? Well, that's excellent. You're, there's going to be a little special segment. Um, Felix, would you write on the board about PodSafe Music? PodSafe Music. Just right there. Yeah, by the one that says Enhanced Podcast is a topic I want to make sure to hit because I'll have some little special uh, nuggets for you. Well, there's a couple of th- uh, approaches to this. One is making music and releasing it in a podcast form, which is a great... You don't need to... Like, there doesn't, it doesn't need to be a documentary, right? It can be whatever you want. So um, I'm going to tell you about a guy here in a little bit um, who does just that. Um, and it's a great way to build your career, is uh, build your reputation or your audience as a musician. But there's also a huge um, interest in, um, there's a lot of people who are good singer-songwriters, and there's a lot of people who are good audio engineers, and there's not a lot of people who do, do both really well. And so kind of helping people to get it out of the garage and get it onto some sort of form, and kind of talking about best practices for recording. How do you mic a room? How do you record different stuff, testing different mics. So I'll, I'll give you some more on that as, uh, as I go on. Okay, who haven't I harassed? Um, I don't know, I'm leaning towards art or possibly zombies. Because those are two things I know I know a lot about. <laughs> why not, why separate them? Zombies and art. Yeah. Well, you know, think about it in terms of zombies in a historical and cultural context, too. I mean, um, there's all sorts of uh, indication of zombies throughout history and this kind of sense of the undead from, from the Egyptians on forward. I mean, really, we, they didn't call them zombies. They probably had a different word for them, but I bet you it wasn't zombies. And, uh, but, I mean, they've always existed. And how about the, uh, the voodoo folks there in Haiti with their, uh, their uh, affinity for the undead? Or even, uh, you know, Irish wakes came from, uh, they would party for two days to see if the, the dead person would wake up because, you know, maybe they were just wasted, you know? So that's almost, that's pretty close to undead there, too. And with zombie films and zombies in literature, there's no shortage of stuff there. So I would say zombie art. Just smash those two things together. Zombart. <laughs> Zombart. All right, have you got an idea? Oh, I have many ideas. But, oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Have we got any gold stars here? I like many ideas. <laughs> so, one thing I'm absolutely interested in, but it's why do the English people drive on the left side and the rest of the world on the right side? So, how is it the other way around? Um, well, you know, th- there is a few other countries besides England um, that they do, and, 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 you know, some of them make sense because they're old uh, English colonies, but uh, Japan, for some reason, the Japanese drive on the wrong side of the road, which just messed me up forever. It wasn't the sitting on the wrong side of the car and driving on the wrong side of the road. It was the signals and the windshield wipers. I go to signal, turn on the windshield wipers, yeah, and oh, every time, man, <laughs> holy smokes. Six months, like, I was still doing that. It's like the same thing. I open up the dishwasher, even though I've been wearing glasses my entire life. Oh, steam up my glasses. I'm a, sl- I'm a slow learner. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that after so many years, I'd just catch on, but no. But more interesting is why I mean, is there the difference? I mean, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Yep. I mean, it's much more effort for the car industry to do all that stuff. And 
Yeah. Yep. It is. And it's just, there's a lot of little cultural nuances like that of like, how do these things develop? Because at some point, at some point in history, they had to make a decision that we as a country shall decree that we drive on this side of the road. And it was right around the time that they switched from horses. Or maybe it was before. I don't know. All right. Anyone else got an idea they want to share? I have ideas. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> um, I'd probably do like a sort of countercultural thing, semi with this all. Anita and I are working on like, we probably call it dots, connecting the dots or something like that. Talk about all the things we do counterculturally and why they connect to a sustainable way of being in the world. Yeah. So it sort of has like a political edge, but we can or you could even have like an audio companion kind of to the rain zine. Yeah. You know, you have the CDs that yeah. bundle with them now, and it can almost be like a little preview of some of the stuff coming up, some of the stuff you're working on. Um, and it's a kind of a way to... It's like downloadable on the website. Yep. Yep. But yeah, something like that. Okay, I'm going to go find the, find the other kids and drag them back in here. All right, where, where are they? All right, segue back on in, and I'm going to uh, start to geek out on some gear. Okay, we've made five. Awesome, six. I love them. Come in here, six, and then six, I can talk six. about them. Grab that one. Oh, right. I'm more joining in on him. <laughs> That's all right. Is, here, before you go, I want you to... Um, I was, gonna, I was saving these for later, but since you got to go, um, these are kind of like, uh, um, like uh, tarot cards or fortune cookies or something like that. But you reach in the envelope and, and take one of these cards, and it, and, it, and it may have some message that may not make sense to you now, but may make sense to you at some point in, in your, uh, in your future. Yeah, they have, a, they have a way of doing that. So you have to clear your mind. Clear your mind. Clear your mind. Have no thoughts. They take one. Do I have to read it now? Yeah. Uh, you can hold it up. Whichever you like. Which one is it? It's the Wonder Hotel. Rooms for rent. Oh, see, this is a good one here. The Wonder Hotel. <laughs> and I like this because it said clean, quiet, secure. It's, it's like, awesome. what else, like, what else do you need besides that? And, 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 you know, to be fair that this is, you know, this, is, this place look, did, did look a little bit dodgy, right? Um, I wasn't ready to check into it. When you look at that and like the Wonder Hotel, it's like, wow, I wonder what's in there. Ooh, it's a scent. It's full of wonder, isn't it? And uh, so there you go. So everything that you need. The one, it's, you can have wonder, safe, secure, and it's got a fridge. <laughs> you're set. You're set. <laughs> Thank you very much Thank for coming. Much. Cheers. See you later. See you later. Bye. Okay. Um, hit me with uh, some of the stuff on your list. Did your shirt turn up backwards? He noticed that he was wearing an old So You Think You Can Dance shirt, and he got the little stop on the ground. When I met some of the dancers, and I got pissed at them. I was enjoying the kind of like the irony of the shirt, because I don't think you're their target market. <laughs> I'm just guessing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we? yeah. We've got six oh, episodes in different topics. Are you guys doing it together? Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll work. Um, okay, episode one, Ed Gein and the pictures and Psycho. I think it would be good, and Psycho is related to Ed Gein as well. Yeah, extremely. We get into Silence of the Lambs and all that uh, stuff, which is also fucked. Yeah.
Black Christmas and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You have to. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is a better one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, the, there's the endless film gate debate there. Has there ever been a sequel that's better than their, the original? And then one goes, always says Godfather. I brought that up with someone. Godfather, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, but. It was way better. Yeah, yeah, but people say Godfather 2 was better than Godfather. Godfather 1 had more lines in it, it had more lines that you can remember. See, this is. Just put a microphone on these guys and let them go, man. Yeah. Number two is Al Pacino with exploding cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 Episode three is Halloween. Uh, Halloween That's a pretty deep story, actually, the whole story of it, so we can mm -hmm. go for like hour, uh, hour on that one. Number four, Friday the 13th, uh, The Burning and Mad Men, which are three movies about corny teenagers in a cabin. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole subgenre there of like, and it's like I always watch when I watch those movies. I'm like, why don't you kids turn on the lights? Just keep the lights on. It'll solve the whole thing. Yeah. When you knock him down on the ground and he's knocked out for about 20 seconds, you have time to grab his ass and just hit him over the head a couple times. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Does anyone notice that Friday the 13th Part 1 is so dark? It's like you can't really see much that's going on in the last Okay, you guys are on autopilot. So you guys, okay, hit me another one. Then Episode 5, Freddy's Home on Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, basically, full episode on that. West Britain. Okay. And of course, episode six is Tom Savini. You have to go Tom Savini. He did so many um, great slides. He's the greatest makeup artist in the world. You can get into like even one that wasn't really a slasher film, but I, I liked Maniac, which was awesome. Joe Spinell. This is great, man. You guys are talking like a couple of forty-year-old like movie curmudgeons, man. <laughs> and you know, and I'm, this this kind of relates to what I said earlier about um, you know the imagination, right? You put you two guys on microphone talking about all this nuance of horror movies, right? And all these other horror movie geeks out there, which from my day job, I know that there are plenty of them. And, and they have no idea that you're just a uh, couple of surly young punks, right? <laughs> so this is, you're on to something here. Now, let's talk a little bit about, because um, I mentioned point of view, and it is worth noting that there's no reason you can't do a show with someone else. Um, there's people who do shows, that, um, you know, that's the two of them all the time. There's, um, there's some of them that they always bring in a group together. The one caveat I would put on that is uh, the bigger you make the group, the harder it is to make an episode because you have to gather everyone in the same place. You've got to have mics and audio for everyone. You have some, some more um, audio uh, wrangling with it. But, uh, you know, with you guys uh, being into film and production, you have a handle on that. And because, you know, you're not off, you know, a day job 60 hours a week, I, I doubt it anyway because there's probably laws against that. Also, um, some of us can't do it. I know, well, we know a lot of people in the horror movie area, so we can bring guests. Yeah, and guests are, are, a great way, are a great way to do that. So you've got some great uh, topics there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. There is, um, you don't necessarily have to be in the same room. You bring them in on, on Skype, or there's other software that can do that. Um, with Skype, you get this other software called Pamela that allows you to record the conversations um, more easily. And there's also, I've done uh, episodes where I brought in a guest by phone and just run like a little $3 phone jack tap thing that splits the phone line into a, an eighth inch jack and stuff. And the audio quality can suffer a little bit, but if you have compelling content, it makes up for uh, poor production values. And that's not to say that, you know, you know don't worry about the, the production quality, but it's, it's really all about the content and what you're talking about. And people are interested in this topic, like if you're into war history and you're talking about something that I really want to hear about, 
man, I don't care if there's some background noise. I don't care if, and you know, that can, you know, you just sort of turn that into an asset rather than a, a liability in the sense that, you know, you have cafe noise in the background or you have this kind of ambiance and it allows people to kind of come along on your journey with you a little bit. You know, your Japan one, I, I, I want to hear that, you know, being on a train, you know, or, you know, having this kind of. Yep, yep. And sometimes for capturing atmosphere, you know, um, I'll get into this more, but you can, you can separate them. You can go around and record all kinds of audio uh, noise, um, just street noise and ambient noise, and then put that underneath um, your talking track too, just to, or use it as little segues and stuff.